I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. 11 to 1 on LMFM with Gilmore's Mercedes-Benz Kings Court. Visit our showrooms to see or test drive the amazing Mercedes-Benz vehicles. Call our sales team or log on to gilmores.ie. Gilmore's Mercedes-Benz Kings Court. The best in motoring here for you. LMFM. You are listening to LMFM's 11 to 1. Sinead Brazel here with you. Good morning. WhatsApp and text lines are open 086 1800 658. Let's kick off with Stereophonics. There's Stereophonics, Dakota on LMFM's 11 to 1. These guys are back. They're ready to release their 12th album very soon. It's called Ucha. I think I'm pronouncing that right. Yeah. So they're back in the world of music and everything else, which is fantastic to see. Stereophonics kicking us off this morning. I have mentioned more than a few times this stage. They're probably thinking, oh my God, she's going to say it again. She's going to say it again. I am. I am going to say it again. Because today is the day. Uh, It is Ireland Reads Day. I am an ambassador, a reading ambassador. And this is an amazing title that I take very seriously. And truth be told, I don't think I'm going to give it up. I really don't. I'm going to just introduce myself as ambassador anywhere I go. Uh, But the lovely people in Loud Library Services, they bestowed this reading ambassador title on me because this month is Ireland Reads campaign. And libraries all around the country are very much promoting this, encouraging people to pick up a book and squeeze in a read. And today is Ireland Reads Day. So today is the day that you're supposed to put the screens down and pick up a phone and squeeze or pick up a book and squeeze in a read. And um, you, basically, it's like you have to pledge a couple of minutes, maybe. Or if you, like me, are addicted to reading, you might pledge an hour or an entire afternoon. It is up to you and uh, you can find all the details of this irelandreads.ie. So I brought my son to Drogheda Library for the first time yesterday. I wanted to get him signed up as a member and it was such a simple process. It was, you know, all they needed was a couple of details from me and he was delighted going off with his card yesterday. But I realised that there's certain things will happen in a library when you have small children. Oh yeah. Number one. They will run in the door talking or screaming at the top of their voices and look at you completely perplexed as to why you're telling them to use your inside voice. Number two. They will flit through the rows of the shelves like Hussein Bolt Bolt, as you try to keep composure and grab them whilst they giggle thinking this is great crack. Oh yeah, up and down through the aisles. Number three. You finally get to actually sit down and pick the books when your child will pick the book they already have at home. Now we have that one at home. Mammy's read that 5,000 times. Can we pick another book? Okay, no. You try and encourage them to choose a book about, oh look, dinosaurs or space. No, no, they want the one they already have and they're a little bit too close for my liking to pull in a tantrum so you let it go, you know. You finally pick a book 
uh, including the one that they have at home. And your child will ask the poor unfortunate librarian tasked with checking out your books 5,000 questions, including can I have your stamper? While you smile awkwardly and rush out the door. All the while, your child is still talking at the top of their voice, saying, this was great fun. Can we come back next week? (laughs) Yes, we can come back next week to bring the books back. Which brings me to point number six. You have to then explain that this is not a scenario where he gets to keep the books forever. This is a borrowing system. Again, he's looking at you in complete confusion. So that was my little trip to the library yesterday and about five or six things that parents can expect when taking your kids to the library. But do not let this dissuade you because it is the greatest gift that you can give children is this love of reading. And we did have great fun in the library. And all I can say is a big apology to people that were trying to be, you know, studying or reading whilst we were there. Apologies for the interruption. Make you feel all right. Oh, giving me the, the 90s vibes there. Got the feeling with five. We are going to be talking 90s nostalgia and Britney Spears and lots of fun and crack guaranteed with comedian Julie J. She's going to be joining me very shortly. She has a brilliant new show that's coming to Anton Art Centre in Dundalk in the summertime. It's called Oops, This is Toxic. And uh, we're going to be chatting all about that with her very shortly. But just getting back to Ireland Reads and thank you so much. There's lots of messages coming in here with people pledging to read. Thank you so much. Mina in Kel says, Happy Ireland Reads Day Sinead. I'm an avid reader. I joined Erin up at six months in Kel's library my goodness she loves books and has read four this week already it's a great thing to pass on to a child so I'm delighted she's fallen in love with books like I have brilliant oh Mina that is fantastic I just want to remind people as well I did mention this earlier on in uh, the week, but Vicky, uh, she is Vicky's Little Bookworms. She has sent me a message on Instagram. By the way, you can find out all the details of this Ireland Reads um, on Instagram if you want to follow me there at Sinead Brazel LMFM. So uh, Vicky says she's tagged me in some stories uh, that she has. What she's doing is She's hiding packs with a book and bookmarks and activity sheets around Drogheda for children to find while they're out walking. If they're having family time, exercise uh, as well. So if the, the kids are at a loose end today, off you go on a walk, have a little hunt around Drogheda and you could pick up one of Vicky's packs. So she says um, some of them have been sponsored by people and businesses and uh, they get a mention in this as well. Uh, she has fit photos and videos on social media to give clues to where to find them. OK, so Vicky's Little Bookworms on Instagram. Uh, she's hoping to do another one, she says, around the Easter break as well. Uh, but she is um, just brilliant. She really is fantastic. I think this is a great idea for Ireland Reads. So if kids in Drogheda are out and about, um, have a little look out for these reading packs. OK, so Vicky's Little Bookworms, that's where you'll find all the details. She's on Instagram there. That's where you'll find her. Um, and if you are pledging to read, let me know what you're getting up to, what you're reading today. I'd love to know what books you've selected for Ireland Reads Day because I I'm almost finished my book. I have Adele Coffey's Breaking Point. I'm almost done with that. So I'll be finishing that off today. But I'm looking for some book recommendations. So if you want to let, get in touch with me on that, you can. 086 
Now on a Friday, we like to let a little bit loose on this show. We like to have a kitchen disco party, as I call it, after 12 o'clock. And I have a great Friday floor filler song for you. I'm going to give you some hints and tips as to what my Friday floor filler song might be just after these. 11 to 1 on LMFN. Friday floor filler. On 11 to 1. It is the end of the week. The weekend is nearly here and it's time to let loose on a Friday. We love to do this. A little bit after 12, we like to have a dance party on 11 to 1 where we drop everything we are doing and dance. I don't care if you're in the kitchen, in the car, in the office, in a shop you're working in. We just go for it. And as the kids are off school, I'm really hoping that the kids will join in on this as well. I have picked a song guaranteed to get you dancing today. But to whet the appetite and to get our brains working a little bit on a Friday, I like to test you with the Friday Floor Filler song. So I have about eight seconds of the song, but it's in reverse. And I need you to guess the artist and the song from my little bit of audio here. Okay, so who is the artist and what is the song today? I think it's hard today. I do think it's hard. Can you guess my Friday Floor Filler song just from that little reverse audio? Get in touch with me on WhatsApp and text 086 1800 Maroon 5 on Memories on LMFM's 11 to 1. It's competition time now. Seven Drunken Nights, the story of the Dubliners is coming to the TLT on Sunday, this coming Sunday, 27th of February. All the details are on the TLT.ie. This is a smash hit uh, direct from the West End show, bringing to life the music of Ireland's favourite sons, the Dubliners, telling the story of a career spanning 50 years and evoking the spirit of Ronnie Drew, Luke Kelly, Barney McKenna, Jim McCann, Kieran Burke and John Sheehan. Talented cast of musicians and singers bring the music of this group to life. It is guaranteed to be a great night. There was big demand for the tickets yesterday. I have another couple of pairs of tickets up for grabs today. So we're going to keep it really simple. If you would like to go along to see Seven Drunken Nights, the story of the Dubliners in Drogheda's TLT on Sunday, all you have to do is name one of the Dubliners. Very easy. 86 658 please, for your answers. And we pick some winners towards the end of the show. So just name one of the Dubliners and you could be going along to that show. It's on the TLT Sunday night, 27th. All the details, thetlt.ie. There's Laura Isabor and Shine. We are going to have so much nostalgia. It's going to be a nostalgia fest now very shortly because comedian Julie J is going to be with me chatting about her love of 90s, her love of Britney Spears and how she's put all of this into a brilliant new show. It's called Oops, This Is Toxic. It's coming to Dundalk on Thon Arts Centre in May. We're going to catch a word with Julie just after these. 11 to 1 on LMFM. This is my teenage years personified, this song. And like most teenagers, as soon as I saw Britney Spears in the video for Baby One More Time, I just wanted to be her. And my first guest shares this love of Britney Spears as well. And in fact, she's turned her love of Britney and the 90s into a hilarious new show. It's a real nostalgia fest for anybody who has dropped to this hit. 
The song or the show is called Oops This Is Toxic and the brilliantly funny comedian, writer, podcast host with the most S is Julie J and she's with me on the line. How are you doing Julie? Oh, I'm great. I am loving the tunes this morning, Sinead. <laughs> I had I'm to get it out for you. I'm a woman after my own heart. I, I love it. I am a woman after your own heart. But Julie, I don't know, were you like me? Did you try and copy all the dance moves to Britney Spears with the pigtails and a crop top that would have your mum freaking out? Because that was oh, my vibe. Did I was? Honestly, it's gas. I can remember. I was always very like Madonna. Like, I can't move my arms and my legs at the same time. Like, that's my... That's my fault when it comes to the dancing. You know, I was never a natural dancer, but I was always trying to copy Britney back in the day. And I guess that was the genesis of this play because, like you said, when this song came out... Like, there were two types of girls in my class in secondary school. There were the girls with the blonde hair who could tan during the summer, and they got to sing Hit Me Baby one more time at the school talent show. And then there were the gingers, like me in the corner, <laughs> doing our spoken word poetry. So there was the two types of girls, but I always wanted to be Britney. I was always doing the dancing, trying to, as you say, sneak out in the crop top for the teenage disco <laughs> without my mom seeing me, like all the rest. Oh, I love that. Well, do you know, you were you were like cool in my eyes because like for me, my vibe was I was an absolute nerd that was trying to be cool. I was the kid that had the cheaper version of everything that was kind of in. So, you know, the button down oh, tracksuit bottoms. Yes, and the Adidas stripes. <laughs> and you always had that one extra stripe that gave it away. <laughs> yes, and I actually, at one point, my mom couldn't afford, you know, to buy me Nike runners because they were stupid money back in the day. Really and, ridiculous. Yeah, and I... I remember drawing a red Nike tick. No. Do you know what? Honestly, I want to start a GoFundMe right now. That is just the saddest story I've heard in a long, long time. <laughs> yeah, well, you see, look, this is what it needs must. But like you say, the jig was up. People copped straight away. You know what I mean? This is the effort that we went to to try and well, be cool. I used to always, I used to always, you know, like you'd have like the rip off, you know, Adidas yes. pants. And I, as I said, there was always an extra strike. But I used to try to get away with it by telling people I had cousins in France. And that's how many stripes Adidas had in France. And then. And people would always catch you out like, oh, where do these cousins live? And I would say, I don't know, Madrid? Like, I, I would always get caught rotten. <laughs> oh, my God. But, you know, uh, you are back in action after babies and weddings and lockdowns. You're back on stage with this new show. And I love the title of it. Oops, this is toxic. Tell me more. Oh, Sinead, thanks so much. So basically, as you kind of set it up there, it started out, like I wrote this play two years ago. I am a Britney super fan, always have been. And it was really a love letter to Britney Spears. So that's what it was a couple of years ago. And it was very much like pure comedy, comparing and contrasting my life to Britney Spears. But obviously with the whole Britney story, it has evolved so much Mm. over the last two years in terms of the Free Britney campaign and what we know now about the conservatorship and all of that. So it's still very much a love letter to Britney. We have the songs. I'm doing my best to dance. My apologies in advance for that. But it's also... It's also got, it's, uh, what I love about this show now is that it's not strictly stand-up either. So we have all the gags, but we're also looking back at, I suppose, 90s and noughties misogyny as well. So I use archive footage. You know, we open, we're looking back at Bill Clinton and Monica Lewinsky. And then we move on to Janet Jackson and Justin Timberlake oh, at yeah. the Super Bowl. The whole Britney story, like just even the X Factor auditions and how the likes of Simon Cowell and Sharon Osbourne and even Louis Walsh, good old Louis, like even how all these people spoke to auditionees and 
just how crazy it was. And it wasn't that long ago. So that's when I found out even when I premiered it in Dublin the last weekend and it got such a lovely response. I was thrilled. And people were talking about, you would imagine that this footage was 50 years ago. But in actual fact, like you're only talking about maybe, you know, in some instances, maybe 13, 14 years ago. So... I'm really excited about it. Like it got the exact response I wanted it to get now last weekend and we got great numbers in. So I just, I can't wait to bring it around now. Oh, it sounds like the absolute show that people can get on board with. And as you say, there's a lot of fun in here, but there's an also, as you're saying there, you know, making us kind of stop and think about what was, you know, acceptable in adverted commas back in the day and what we kind of need to maybe put a stop to now. And, you know, uh, you, as as we've said, you know, you're a massive fan of the 90s. Uh, I love your podcast, by the way, up to 90s with fellow comedian Emma Dorn it's just brilliant lots of 90s nostalgia kind of creeps its way into that podcast as well which is brilliant sure. um, but you yeah. know the, the the idea of this you know bringing sort of a show as you say a love letter to Britney Spears and you know your own sort of life growing up I mean did you have to go back into sort of that teenage angst Julie to kind of identify with a lot of this for sure and I think you know that's what is interesting about like say even Bill Clinton and Monica Lewinsky and you know there's some references to Princess Diana and things as well and I'm very much kind of placing all these events within the context of what was going on in my life at the time so I think that some of the comedy comes from that so even though we're talking about serious topics they're kind of situated in like this comedic 90s teen you know living in Ireland doing the best we can with our ginger curly hair kind of vibe like there's that for sure and then uh, what actually I thought was really uh, well received when I did the play last weekend was then in the noughties, of course, I was a woman, you know, a young woman in my 20s going out every second night trying my best to get the shift. And <laughs> there is that whole backdrop to what was going on with Britney then and Janet Jackson and Justin Timberlake and all that. So again, I think the contrast, there's a lot of comedy there and there were so many moments where people were giggling because it is such a nostalgia fest. You know, like yeah. gladiator belts, cowboy boots. Yes. We're, like we're we're talking about it all. Like I'm not holding back here. Oh, I forgot about gladiator belts and things. I like know. That. I yeah. think that's what we call Sinead a repressed memory. It is I think a repressed memory. We had memory. all tried to repress that one. Sienna <laughs> Miller has a lot to answer for. She does. She does in her boho chic or whatever she had oh. going on back in the day. Uh, but you know, I had no idea until this morning that you were a teacher before becoming a stand-up. How did you make your way into the terrifying? world of stand-up comedy. Well, it's funny. I think it's gas because I, I start. so I was a teacher for a long time. People generally, when they meet me in person, they're they're not surprised because there is a whack of moon tour off me. Like, even <laughs> still, I am such a moon tour. It's just who I am. But I was, I started comedy as a hobby and then it just went really well. And I suppose I always, again, and this kind of talks about the lack of, I, I talk about in the play, the lack of confidence I had as a, as a teenager and a younger woman. I mean, I always secretly wanted to do something comedy related but I guess I never had the confidence and in my family you were either a teacher or a guard like okay. we were coppers the musical like that's who like coppers the musical.com was my entire family so I was taught for a long time and sure then the kids were the ones the students were the ones like listen miss you know you only get one life you may as well give it a go because of course by the time I finished with the teaching like some of my six years were rocking up to my gigs because of course like they were 18 and oh my god that's me, so yeah. weird how, would you, so how did that weird. go down 
Well, I got a bit of a fight because I remember um, one uh, group I had and they were such a nice group and they went to Tommy Tiernan and Vicar Street and little did they know that I was supporting Tommy Tiernan. Brilliant. It was their Christmas present and I just remember thinking what a terrible Christmas present <laughs> from your parents to get to spend an extra half an hour with your Irish teacher. But in their defence, I spotted them, got a heart attack in the audience and they said to me the next day, you know what, Miss, you only get one life. You may as well give it a go. Wow. So, yeah, they were probably sick of me practising my material on them in the classroom. Hey, any couples in? Like, they were like, listen, Miss, just go professional. <laughs> I love that. So your students inspired you and you've never looked back, but the Moon Tour does creep into your online content, which has just kept everybody in stitches laughing through lockdowns and everything else. I mean, between the, the Irish version of a Karen, uh, Caitlin or, or Koch. <laughs> and the 38-year-old the that I completely relate to. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm nearly well, it's, 38. It's very relatable content. You yeah. know, we have, I talk about the real battles like as a 38-year-old trying to order a coffee these days. <laughs> like, you know, that's, that's it is. real. That's real drama. Right real there. drama. Real drama stuff. It really is. Uh, now, Julie, it's only fair that I ask you to take part in Sinead Asks Celebrity Silly Questions because I asked your lovely hubby Fred these questions when he was on as well. Are you up for this now? Oh, of course. Well, listen, you just call me a celebrity. So I'm up for anything, Sinead. <laughs> I've never loved anyone more. Fuck away. <laughs> okay, here we go. Julie, what is in your pockets right now? Oh, do you know what? Snotty tissues. Uh, my son's head has a bit of a runner at the moment. Ah, uh, God bless him. They always have those runny noses, don't they, at that age? Oh, yeah, they definitely yeah. do. It's a bit gross. It is a bit, but sure, look, the tissue has to go somewhere. Who's the last person <laughs> you texted? <laughs> oh, the last person I texted was I texted my cousin in Sheffield and her little girl had just sent me a video disturbingly offering me money. I think they think we're really stuck for cash. I'm like, listen, Lottie, you're only six. I can take care of this. It's fine. <laughs> oh, she's looking after her aunt. She has to do it. Pineapple on a pizza, yes or no? Oh, love a bit of pineapple. I if, Listen, it sounds oh. so wrong, it's right. Do you know what I mean? I would put pineapple on everything. I've even put pineapple on Fred Cook, I'll have you know. <laughs> this is what you get up to the comfort of your own home, Julius. That's a whole different show and it tastes delicious. Thank you. Next question. What song would have you running to the dance floor? Oh, it has to be Britney. Has to Give be Britney. me more. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, who was your celebrity crush? Oh, well, do you know what? Other than, of course, Mr. Fred Cook, I'd have to say, I've always had a bit of cross for Monday, which I think okay. is funny because I have met him on a quite a few events and he does give me the schketamini, I have to say. <laughs> I always have. I used to imagine July was actually Julie and he was singing to me. It was a whole thing. And like, so this is like, you know, this is a scenario where you could like potentially run into Monday oh, a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Uh, what's the strangest thing a fan has ever said or done to you? Oh, a strangest thing a fan. I think, well, probably somebody did turn up on my gaff once, which oh, was God. a little bit scary. Oh. I mean, but you know what? She actually bought buns, so all oh. was forgiven. <laughs> but she did say she found where I lived based on the view for my Instagram story, which I think, let's accept that's a step too far, but I still ate the buns and oh. I lived to tell the tale. <laughs> That is a step too far. If your house was on fire, besides loved ones, what's the thing you would rescue? Oh, besides my Fred and my Ted. Yes. I think, oh, I probably, do you know, I'd probably grab the wedding ring. I do love yeah. the wedding ring. 
very important. And, and why is it not on your hand? I know, I was going to say, you know what, I'm a dickle. I'm always going out and forgetting it, in fair to comments, Janae. But sure, you never know who you can meet. I could bump into Monday. <laughs> I want him to think I'm still available. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Oh, Julie, it's been such a laugh having you on the show. Thank you so, so much for joining me and the best of luck with the show. It's coming to on Thon Arts Centre, May 27th on thon.ie for all the details. Julie, have a wonderful day. Thank you so much. Thanks so much. That was great fun. Talk Thank to you soon. Thank you soon. Bye. 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 Eleven to one on LMFM. LMFM Northeast Update with Senator Windows. Whether you're extending, building or replacing your windows and doors, talk to your local Senator Windows dealer today on 1850 77 Temperatures out there, 8 to 10 degrees. Sunset is at 5.56pm and sunrise tomorrow, 7.20am. On this day in 1836, Samuel Coate Pailton's the first multi-shot uh, revolving cylinder revolver. And today is Clam Chowder Day. Chowder dates back as early as 1795 when it was originally made as a water-based fish soup and various thickness featuring onions, potatoes and carrots were added to it. So clam chowder day today. LMFM Northeast Update Last night I thought I was dreaming There's things like there's Westlife and Dynamite heading towards 12 News but still to come we have our Friday Floor Filler song exclusive interviews with Robert Pattinson at the premiere of Batman in Real Reviews Nihilist Cinema tickets as well that's all coming your way 11 to 1 on LMFM yeah, Uptown Funk, Mark Ronson, Bruno Mars kicking off our second hour. It is 11 to 1. Sinead Brazel here with you. Good afternoon. I think I've stumped people today or maybe there was just so much going on in the first hour. We haven't had one message in. Well, we have had a couple of head scratching emojis come in on 086-1800-658. I am talking about the Friday Floor Filler song. I did play you a little snippet of this song in reverse and people are confused by it. So... I will give you a little bit more of a hint, okay? I can tell you it's from 2009. I can also tell you it's two artists collaborating on this one and they are super mega stars, two female artists that are huge stars, okay, in their own right. This is their collaboration from 2009. Let's play it again for you. Uh, if you can guess it, 86 658 I'm looking for the artists and the name of the song, please. Here it is. And I can say that one of the artists that we did actually feature her in the Friday Floor Filler already. Massive hints. So <laughs> quickly send in your answers to me. 086-1800-658. The Friday Floor Filler song is coming your way right after some celebrity news. The Buzz on LMFM with the Crown Plaza Dundalk. Featuring Ireland's tallest work of art. Rooftop restaurant, bistro bar and conference rooms. Wedding and banqueting for up to 400 people. The Crown Plaza Dundalk.ie has it all. Hi, I'm Crossy. Who would have thought that we'd have brand new Avril Lavigne music in 2022? She's back to her roots, though, of 2002. Remember Skater Boy? With a track called Boys Lie with Machine Gun Kelly. Here it is.
Mimi Webb's brand new song is called House on Fire. She was supposed to play Dublin this week, but because of the storm, she had to postpone it till May the 11th. Mimi recently had her song plastered all over Times Square, and she tells us it was a goal to have the song plastered all over the billboards. Literally, it was such a nightmare because I have some some great family members there as well. That you know, Dublin is Ireland is where my family are from, so it was just such a shame. I was so gutted. Um, so yeah, I was so so annoyed, but. Yeah, 11th of May, we're coming there. <laughs> Gary Neville has shared his first ever Overlap Live event at the Manchester Apollo this week. He was joined by Jamie Carragher and Roy Keane. Roy Keane recalled a night he had a scrap with Peter Schmeichel. We'd wear pre-season, drinking the usual three or four in the morning. I said something to Peter on the way back, blah, 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 and he was waiting for me. And I came out of my room and Peter was waiting. He went, I've had enough of you. I remember I, remember I was, I was like coming around, I went, you've had enough of me? Um, like, well, let's let's get it on. <laughs> That's the buzz. I'm Crossy. <laughs> the buzz on LMFM with the Crown Plaza Dundalk, featuring Ireland's tallest work of art, rooftop restaurant, bistro bar, and conference rooms. Wedding and banqueting for up to 400 people. The Crown Plaza Dundalk.ie has it all. Friday floor filler on 11 to one. Okay, finally, we've got some answers coming in to 086-1800. It was a tricky floor filler song for you this week. Jess, you're getting it right. Absolutely, that is the tune we're talking about. Uh, It's time to just forget about, you know, everything that's kind of going on in your life that's stressing you out. It's time for a little bop. And what better way to let loose on a Friday than to have Lady Gaga and Beyonce together in a song. Here it is, your Friday floor filler song. It's Telephone... Lady Gaga, Beyonce, Telephone. It is our Friday Floor Filler song. Don't worry, we'll have another one for you at the same time next week. Now, something that we always do on a Friday as well is we talk movies. And I am very excited, and I know Niall O'Brien is very excited about this as well, because Batman is swooping back into cinemas next week. And we have exclusive interviews with the cast of Batman. Our lovely pal Crossy went to the premiere of Batman in London. I know he has all the hard jobs. He really does. He got up with Robert Pattinson and all of the cast are going to bring you lots of action from the red carpet and also Niall has all the details of the latest movies hitting cinemas and streaming this week. That's all coming in Real Reviews just after these. LMFM's Real Reviews sponsored by Omniplex Cinemas the best place to see the biggest blockbuster movies in Drogheda, Dundalk and Balbriggan. Yes, it is Real Reviews, the time where we talk movies and this man talks movies by day, fights crime by night. It's Batman. I mean, Niall O'Brien is on the line. How you doing, Niall? Uh, I'm I'm very sore. Last night was a big night for fighting crime. So yeah. yeah, my back is kind of at me, but you know, the price I pay. It's the price you pay for putting on the cowl. Yeah. It is, it is. Exactly. Uh, before we talk all things Batman, we are talking about our regular segment, Who's That Talking Now? That's right, where we ask you to guess the voice of the mystery actor or filmmaker and we will give you a pair of tickets to Omniplex Cinema if you can get it right. Yes, Omniplex Cinemas, they have venues, the deluxe venue in Drogheda, Omniplex Cinema in Dundalk and Omniplex in Balbriggan where you can see the biggest and best blockbuster movies on the big screen and you can get all the details on omniplex.ie. We have a pair of tickets up for grabs. All you have to do is name the mystery voice in our little clip here and do we need, I, I didn't 
listen to it now this morning. I think it's very easy. It, it's always somebody connected to one of the movies we'll be talking about. And you, as you say, the best place to see the big blockbusters is in Omniplex Cinemas. And this is the big blockbuster Ooh. that's coming up. He's This is an actor from that movie. Okay, here he is. You know, if I'm at the centre of a film, I, it, it kind of ruins my opportunity to enjoy it in any way as an audience member. But because I had the five or six scenes in this, I could really experience the film as a fan of previous Batman films and just as a fan of film and cinema in general. Ah, it's easy now. That's easy. It's Who is that? It's hugely easy this week. Hugely 086 658 He's an Irish actor. Come on now, we're giving these away. <laughs> uh, so we are so excited about this. So excited are we, Niall O'Brien, that we basically forced our fellow podcast host, Ross Lee, into doing an entire Batman episode for the Real Take podcast, didn't we? That's right, yeah. It's going to be coming out uh, next Tuesday coming and this is of course the release of the batman the new movie uh starring robert pattinson as bruce wayne who dons his uh his cowl as his alter ego the vigilante batman and ventures into gotham city's underworld when the riddler played by paul dano a sadistic killer leaves behind a trail of cryptic clues leading to a conspiracy that goes to the very heart of the city that he has sworn to protect apart from robert pattinson and paul dano we also have andy circus as alfred zoe kravitz as catwoman jeffrey Wright as Commissioner Gordon and Colin Farrell unrecognisable yeah. in this film from the clips I've seen as the Penguin so I'm so excited to so see excited. this I'm going to be talking about it next week next Friday I can't hardly wait as the saying goes yes and this is a fairly strap in now and be prepared for a lengthy one this is three hours isn't it it is. It's nudging on that. It's grim. It's gritty. It's yeah, and it's not really for the younglings. No, you know what I mean. No, it's no. Uh, this is not yeah, Marvel. I, this is not Avengers, people. No, you know this is dark. Uh, and from the trailer that I've seen, this is very, very gritty. So we do have. We're very excited about this. We do have some exclusive interviews with the cast of Batman. Our lovely pal Crossy. He just gets all the difficult jobs. I feel. Do you know what I mean? He went. To, he flew all the way over to London for the premiere of the Batman, and he caught up with the cast. He started off by asking Robert Pattinson about what his reaction was when he caught sight of Colin Farrell half-dressed as the Penguin for the first time. This is what he had to say. I mean, there was a lot to take in with how Colin looked in this movie, regardless of being a Batman. The first time I saw him, he he only had his uh, head makeup done, but his normal body, and he still had his Dublin accent. It's just one of the the craziest things I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> I can imagine that. Your man walking down with half the makeup on and, and still the big <laughs> Dublin accent on him. Brilliant. Yeah. Absolutely brilliant. So Robert Pattinson is also so, so excited for people to see the movie. This is what he had to say about that. And I, I think everyone was so proud to be a part of it. I've been seeing the movie as well. I'm just like, I think it's pretty spectacular. Pretty spectacular. Big words from him. And, you know, I think I'm really intrigued. When I heard about Paul Dano being cast as the Riddler, I was just like, this is going to be bringing this character to a completely different level. Uh, like, kind of forget the Jim Carrey performance. It's going to be a very different portrayal, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It really is. OK, so Paul Dano uh, uh, also was uh, asked, basically, if he terrified himself at times with this uh, persona of the Riddler. Uh, it's an upsetting costume, uh, so I don't. Uh, I could feel the vibrations of it. I don't know if I scared myself, but I certainly felt something from it. 
There you go. And as you mentioned rightly so, Niall, uh, that this one, definitely not for the young kids, judging by some of the costumes and everything else that could be nightmares happening with Mm. regards to this. But The Batman, it is swooping into cinemas next week and we will give you our views on that one next week. Now back to today, is it Cryano? How am I pronouncing this? Serrano, Serrano, where's your where's, where's your the, education the there? Gone. This is of course based on the 19th century French play Serrano de Bergerac, oh, of course, which probably yes, everybody you would has read. <laughs> well, you would maybe know more the 1987 adaptation of it called Roxanne, starring Steve ah, Martin. I do, so yes. you've seen that, haven't I you? I have. Yeah. So um, uh, that updated the story to modern day America, the, and then there was a, a 1990 version as well, starring Gerard Depardieu, which was more faithful to the play. This time what we have is a musical from the director Joe Rice who made Atonement and the movie Darkest Hour about Churchill and World War II and this follows the plot of the French play very closely uh, Here, Serrano de Bergerac basically is a man ahead of his time in other adaptations he has an enormously large nose or long nose and this is a huge uh, source of insecurity for him he is a poet, he is a soldier and he is he feels very deeply he's a lover, but he feels that he's unworthy for love uh, because of his long nose. Now, in this version, what we have is uh, Peter Dinklage, who people would know from Game of Thrones. Yes. Who, of course, is uh, he, I think he's four foot five, uh, a very short actor. So it's his stature rather than his nose that makes him feel that he can't be worthy of the love of his uh, paramour, Roxanne, who he has known since childhood. She's played by Hayley Bennett. And he can't declare his feelings for her, even though, as I say, they've been friends since they were young. And before he can kind of muster up the courage to speak to her, because like I say, he's a poet. He's really good with words. Um, She falls in love at first sight with a handsome but inarticulate cadet called Christiane, played by Kelvin Harrison Jr. And he he is handsome, but he is tongue-tied and he can't speak to her. So he asks Serrano, as somebody who's good with words, to help him woo this woman who's fallen in love with. Um, so what you have here is a love triangle. You've got Serrano, who loves Roxanne, Roxanne, who loves Christian, Christian, who loves Roxanne, but can't speak to her. So Serrano has to kind of put the words in Christian's mouth in order to woo the woman that he loves himself. So the famous scene from the play is Roxanne on the balcony, and Christian speaking to her, but it's Serrano telling him what to say. So we have a clip here of that. Oh, brilliant. Here it is. Good night. Wait! I could no more stop loving you. I could no more stop loving you. Then I could stop the sun rising. Then I can stop the sun rising. Really? My cruel love has never stopped growing in my soul. From the day it was born there. From the day it was born. There. There! If your love is cruel, you should have killed it. I tried. It has the strength of Hercules. I tried! It has the strength of... Hercules. Hercules! Got anything better? Shh. Do continue. Please. Roxanne, my love for you is so powerful. Roxanne, my love for you is so powerful. It has strangled the two serpents. It has strangled the two serpents. Pride and doubt. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I feel like you're the Peter Dinklage character in this. Oh, look, and look, he is fantastic. This is based on a 2019 stage adaptation of the play, which was a musical. The music in this is from a band called The National, who I'm not familiar with. I'll have to be honest, you're not going to come out of it singing any of the songs. They're they're 
great they're fine and the musical interludes really work and they're fantastically staged but there's nothing say on the level of a hamilton where you come out kind of kind of going yeah well we'll, we'll sing this song but um it's still a fantastic film and i think you can tell from the way i'm talking about it the idea of changing it i guess from this character who has this big nose to uh peter dinklage who it's his it's his height rather than you know uh that and society's attitude that makes him think that he's not worthy of love um, is just, I think, a masterstroke. And Peter Dinklage is brilliant in this part. Um, the play is based, as I say, on this love triangle. The geometry maybe for some uh, sometimes doesn't really add up. So, you know, we want to root for Serrano and Peter Dinklage is brilliant and we have to believe that he loves Roxanne. But the fact that Roxa- Roxanne is so oblivious to, you know, this guy who loves her so much right beside her does make you go oh is she worthy of of this guy's real intense emotion yeah. i have to say i have to say throughout the film and the play the character roxanne does develop you know she goes on a journey so by the end i have to say it was very dusty in the cinema when ah, i saw it of course you're but an old sentimentalist you see this is i am an old sentimentalist you think i'm i'm of a hard grinchy heart <laughs> but i'm not i'm a no, big it's the front uh, romantic up. yeah it is the exactly <laughs> this and look i have to say as well it's got great action there's fantastic sword fights and it's very it's written in a kind of modern verse a little bit you know yep. so it's it's lovely to listen to as I think you would have heard that beautifully performed um, shot in uh, I would say southern France maybe or somewhere I'm not sure exactly but just shot kind of lovely as well the, the sunlight and these old buildings and yeah it was I really enjoyed it I okay really so that's it. that's getting a thumbs up now we are moving on because this film is coming to the big screen in Omniplex cinemas it is The Godfather the 50th cannot believe this the 50th anniversary of this movie I know, yeah. I mean, now neither of us would have seen it when it first came <laughs> <No>. out. <laughs> and of course, it's based on the 1969 best-selling novel, The Godfather, written by Mario Puzo. That was a number one book all over the world, trans- translated into 20 languages. And, and you know, the 1972 film adaptation directed by Francis Ford Coppola was was huge. It won three Academy Awards, but since then, I think, has just gone on to be, you know, it's certainly, I think, in the top 10 movies yeah, of all time. It is. We have a, a clip here, not from the film, because everybody's seen the film. Okay. But this is a clip uh, of uh, Francis Ford Coppola recently, I think this week only, uh, was at the premiere of this beautifully restored 4K version of the movie that is out in cinemas now, and just talking about the film and his experience, I guess, of restoring it. Okay, here it is. I must say I'm pleased that at least I got to do everything I wanted to do. I, I'm not going to, when I go to the great sleep, I'm not going to say, oh, I wish I had done this and I wish I had that. I'm going to say I got to do this and I got to do that. And I'm going to be so busy saying the things I got. There you go. Ah, oh, look, he's, he, it's absolutely fantastic. If you have seen this movie, if you haven't, what a treat on the big screen. It's the only place to see this absolute masterpiece and a great excuse. Omniplex.ie for all the details on that one. Now heading to our TV movies of the weekend. Yes, yeah, tonight on TG4, our Westerns are back at 10pm. Big Jake from 1971. You think Westerns, who do you want? You want John Wayne, he's in this, he's great. Who else do you want if you have John Wayne? Maureen O'Hara is in this as well. And this is the last of the movies. They made five movies together. They play an estranged couple uh, and John Wayne is Big Jake McCandless who returns to his family after finding out that his grandson has been abducted by outlaws. It's a great film, it really is good. Fantastic, that's That's tonight. tonight, yep. 
Then tomorrow at half six for the family, I guess, Sing. We recently reviewed Sing 2. Matthew McConaughey is a koala who owns a theatre and has a singing competition and all of these famous people do songs. And look, the kids love it, really. Yeah, it <laughs> is. Know? It's for the kids. It's midterm, you know what I mean? They need to be yeah. you know, kept entertained. Uh, and also tomorrow night, uh, RT2. This is a great one for people who haven't seen this. Yeah, yeah, The Da Vinci Code. I mean, the book was everywhere, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, this is Tom Hanks plays Robert Langdon, who's a symbologist, which is not a real job, apparently. <laughs> but he's called in to unravel a murder with the aid of a cryptographer, Sophie Nouveau, played by Audrey Tattoo, and comes across uh, a religious enigma protected by an age-old secret society. So that's Saturday at 9.30 on RT2. And one that actually I, I only found out, so it's not on your list, on Saturday at a quarter to midnight, uh, so 11 11.45 on BBC One is Memento from 2001. Oh, but I had to movie. stick that in. Yeah, yeah. Really, brilliant. really good movie. Guy Pierce. yeah, absolutely brilliant. Uh, okay, put them out of their misery. A lot of people getting our mystery voice answer today. Yes, of course it was. Uh, I first saw him in Ballycus Angel. Uh, Colin Farrell. It was Colin Star Farrell. Star of Ballycus Angel, always. Uh, from Ballycus Angel to Batman. I mean, listen, that's, that's a career right. trajectory now, if ever there was one. Niall, as always, thank you for a jam-packed Real Reviews. We'll talk to you next week. Talk to you next week about the Batman. Yes. 11 to 1 on LMFM. Treat yourself to a morning or after FM radio playing the best of Irish music. There's Codaline and High Hopes. I want to say congratulations to Sue Ellen O'Halloran. Sue Ellen, were your parents fond of Dallas? Because that's a fantastic name. Sue Ellen O'Halloran from Rathmaloyan, you are going along to the Omniplex Cinema. You can see Batman, the Batman, I should say, or any of the other big blockbuster movies that are hitting Omniplex Cinemas. We'll be in touch with you after the show. And don't forget, next week, we will have another pair of tickets to the Omniplex Cinemas to give away on Real Reviews with Niall O'Brien. Now, talking about competitions today on the show... Last chance for this one. Seven Drunken Nights. The story of the Dubliners reaches in absolute... uh, It's a fantastic show. It's coming to the TLT on Sunday, 27th. This coming Sunday. And it very much brings to life the music of Ireland's favourite sons, the Dubliners, telling the story of a career spanning 50 years, evoking the spirit of Ronnie Drew, Luke Kelly, Barnum McKenna and many others. This performance will have you singing and clapping along to lots of classic Dubliner songs. So if you'd like to go along, I have a couple of pairs of tickets up for grabs. All you have to do is name one of the Dubliners. So, so easy. 86 658 please, for your answers. We're going to pick winners very, very shortly. All of the details, thetlt.ie. Want to say congratulations to Ava McDonnell and Mary Sharkey. You are going along to Seven Drunken Nights, the story of the Dubliners in the TLT on Sunday. Congratulations to you. That is our lot on the show for today and for this week. Thank you so much as always for your company. It's been great having you on 11 to 1. Have a wonderful weekend. We'll chat to you again on Monday. I'll leave you with Prince. 11 to 1 on LMFM.